0: This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. In the ta'ala and wa who wa wa billahi min wa min fala may واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم شر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعه وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ فِي One thing that all of us know, it is something which each and every single one of us must know as part and parcel of our religion and our faith, is that there is nothing more precious, nothing more important, no issue that demands more time and attention from us than the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the principle and the foundation upon which our very existence is built. If a person was to have every single pleasure and blessing and trapping of this dunya. They had all of its wealth and all of its delights, everything that the dunya has to offer. But that person doesn't have the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then in reality they are destitute and penniless. Whereas on the other hand, if a person has their belief in Allah, the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in their heart, they manifest that in their actions and in their sayings. Even if they have nothing else to their name, they're penniless. They only own the shirt that they wear on their back. In the sight of Allah Azza they are rich and they are successful. That is our religion. And so for us to spend time each and every single day, every few days, every week, every month, for it to be an issue that we constantly revise and revisit and we emphasize the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is something which should be part and parcel of our very existence, our lives and our religion. The tawheed of Allah Azza wa Jal is the most single important issue that you can give your attention to. And it is unfortunate that in our time, many of us consider this subject of tawheed or the aqeedah, our belief, our creed to be a dry subject, a boring subject, even a divisive subject. Most of us don't pay much attention to this because we don't consider it to be something which either bothers us or it's something which applies to us because we're already Muslims or because we think that it's just a difficult subject, a dry subject to study and to learn. But when we know that our success or our failure is based upon this one determining factor, then what else can be more important? What else should hold our interest more than the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And if you were to look throughout the history of the nations of the past, the stories of whom we have in the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you would realize and you would see that it is when they took their focus and their eye off the Tawheed of Allah Azza wa Jal, that shirk starts to creep in amongst them. They turn away from Allah and they lose their religion and they lose their Tawheed of Allah Azza wa Jal when they think that it's no longer important. Look at the story of the people of Nuh alayhi salatu was Ten generations they were upon Tawheed, but when they lost that focus, where they didn't think it was important, where they didn't take out the time to learn the importance of this one issue, and it's opposite which is shirk, then that is when shirk becomes manifest and rampant upon them. And you see that amongst all of the generations, even the Quraysh, in the time of the Prophet ﷺ, who are the descendants of Ibrahim and Ismail ﷺ, coming from prophets, living in the holiest of places in Mecca, custodians of the holiest of masajid, the Kaaba, drinking from the water of Zamzam, none of that benefits them. When they don't have the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's when we think that it's not important, that it's something which is dangerous to us and our families and our children. Dangerous to our community, to the Muslim ummah. And that is why in the hadith that is in Ibn Majah Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiyallahu anhu to show the importance of this issue. Because it's a misconception, a misunderstanding that sometimes we have that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam only focused on tawheed in the first 13 years of his prophethood, only in Mecca. Once he came to Medina and the Muslims were in power and there were many of them, they didn't really discuss this issue. That's a misunderstanding. The Prophet ﷺ, Abu Sa'id radiallahu an says, he came out amongst us and we were discussing amongst us the Dajjal. And the Dajjal as we know is the single greatest trial that Allah will send upon humankind. The Prophet ﷺ said, not a prophet came of Allah except that he warned his people about the Dajjal. So they're there and they're talking about the Dajjal. The Prophet said وسلم, to them, what are you discussing? They said, oh Messenger of Allah, we're reminding ourselves, we're discussing, we're studying the Dajjal. The Prophet said, salallahu alayhi wa sallam, أَلَا أُخْبِرُكُمْ بِمَا هُوَ أَخْوَفُ عَلَيْكُمْ عِنْدِي مِنَ الْمَسِيحِ الدَجَّالِ Shall I not inform you of something that I fear for you more than the Dajjal? They said, yes, oh Messenger of Allah. He said, الشرك الخفي. أَن يَقُومَ الرَّجُلُ فَيُصَلِّي فَيُزَيِّنُ صَلَاتَهُ لِمَا يَرَ that is the hidden shirk that I fear more for you. That a person stands up and prays and they make their prayer better, they beautify it because they know that others are watching them. That is more dangerous, more fearful to the Prophet ﷺ than even the trial of the Dajjal which is one of the major trials of Yom Al-Qiyamah. And that is why our Prophet told us in the hadith in the Tirmidhi of Thawban, رضي الله عنه لا تقوم الساعة. The hour will not be established until until tribes from this Ummah, people, nations from this Ummah will become Mushrikeen, polytheists, and until people go back to idolatry and idol worship. Now sitting here that may seem inconceivable, may seem unlikely that there would be Muslims who wake up in the morning. And who know La ilaha illallah as a statement and as a word and Muhammadu Rasulullah and they're worshipping idols. How is that even possible? But then when you reflect on the situation of the Muslims across the world today and you see that there are Muslims making dua to other than Allah, sacrificing to other than Allah, making oaths by other than Allah's name, making tawaf around the graves of the dead, then maybe it's not such a leap for those people to then turn towards idolatry. Shirk manifests itself in many ways and in many forms. Idolatry and idol worship is what the average Muslim thinks they just have to stay away from. As long as I don't worship an idol, as long as I'm not worshiping Isa or anyone else, I'm okay. But shirk isn't just that. That's one form of the many forms of shirk. And that is when the hadith of Imam al-Bukhari, rahimahullah, narrated in, in Al-Adab al-Mufrad. He said that the Prophet said, sallallahu the hadith of Maqid ibn Yasar, he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Shirk شِرْكُ وَاخْفَى فِيكُمْ مِنْ al-naml. Shirk is more hidden amongst you than the footsteps of an ant. More quieter, more secretive, more unknown amongst you, unnoticed than the footsteps of an ant. Abu Bakr, radiallahu anhu, said. And Abu Bakr is the most knowledgeable of this ummah of the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. is the greatest of the companions of the Prophet, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said, O oh Messenger of Allah, I thought shirk was only when you worship an idol. I thought that's what it was. You stay away from idolatry, you're okay. The Prophet repeated, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, وسلم, لَشْرْكُ أَخْفَى فِيكُم مِنْ دَبِيبِ بِالنَّمَلِ Shirk is more hidden amongst you than the footsteps of an ant. And then he taught him a dua, which is an amazing dua. He said, I give you this dua so that you may recite it and read it. اللَّهُمَّ إِنِّي أَعُوذُ بِكَ bika أُشْرِكَ بِكَ وَنَا wa وَاسْتَغْفِرُكَ لِمَا لَا a'lam. Oh Allah, I seek protection in you, seek your refuge from making shirk with you and I don't know. And I seek your forgiveness, I seek your protection and seek refuge in you that I make shirk with you knowingly. And I seek your forgiveness for that which I do unknowingly. The Prophet ﷺ his whole life was geared towards this one issue of Tawheed. Every single day, every single few days, how many hadith that we have, countless narrations, which the Prophet ﷺ would warn his ummah and teach people and, and, and educate them in one way or another about shirk and the dangers of shirk and the manifestations of shirk and how important it is to have the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's something which the Prophet did ﷺ did until his very last moments upon this, upon this world. Towards the very end of his life, and the Muslims are now strong. And they've conquered Arabia. And the Muslims are not like the Muslims of the Meccan period that are weak and few in number. And the disbelievers are surrounding them from every side. No, the Muslims are strong now. And they've shown their power and their strength by Allah's permission. But as Jundub ibn Abdullah radiyallahu an says in the hadith in Sahih Muslim, he said that I heard the Prophet say sallallahu alaihi five days before he passed away. Five days before he died. أَلَا إِنَّ مَنْ كَانَ قَبْلَكُمْ كَانُوا قُبُورَ أَنْبِيَائِهِمْ مَسَاجِدُ أَلَا فَلَا الْقُبُورَ مَسَاجِدُ Indeed, those who came before you, they would take the graves of their prophets as a place of worship. So don't take your graves of prophets as a place of worship. Five days before he died, the Prophet ﷺ is warning them against shirk. Because he knew that it's something which would be manifest. And you only need to go for Umrah. You only need to go to Medina. You only need to step foot in the masjid of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa today to see what people do in and around the grave of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And no Muslim wakes up in the morning, no Muslim in their sane mind wakes up in the morning thinking that they're going to perform shirk. No Muslim wakes up thinking today I'm going to commit shirk with Allah. But the fact that there are Muslims across the world doing this shows that it's an issue that people have become ignorant and heedless of. To know the distinguishing factor between tawheed and shirk is something which is extremely important. And that is why if you look at the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam, if the Prophet wasallam found amongst the companions and they are the companions, the people that Allah selected and chose to be the companions of the Prophet wasallam, to be the people who understood revelation, to be the ones who would relay that narration and that revelation to those who came after them. If he found amongst them even the whiff or the scent of shirk, the Prophet ﷺ would speak out against it. The Prophet ﷺ was sitting as in the hadith of Ar-Rubayy bint Muawwid radiallahu anha. He's sitting and amongst them there are young girls who are singing poetry, reciting poetry in front of the Prophet ﷺ. And one of the young girls below the age of puberty, she doesn't know. She's a young girl, but one of the worst verses of poetry that she recites... إِذْ نَبِيٌّ يَعْلَمُ مَا فِي <غضي> And amongst us is a prophet who knows the future. The Prophet Wasallam stopped her. Stopped her. And he said, don't say that. Say whatever else he was saying, but don't go there. Because once you open that door, that the Prophet ﷺ knows the future, he controls aspects of the universe, he can give me wealth, he can give me a child, he can cure my sickness. What is that other than different types and manifestations of shit with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The Prophet ﷺ is stopping people. In fact, even at the beginning of Islam, he wasn't even allowed to visit the graveyard. We know that from the Prophet ﷺ sunnah. He wouldn't allow people to go and visit the graveyard. You have someone, a relative, that's passed away, they're buried, you can't go to the graveyard. Because it's a place where shirk is manifested. People do all sorts of things around the graveyard. And when the Prophet ﷺ then abrogated that ruling, he allowed people to visit, he told them, don't pray in the graveyard. Don't go and pray in the graveyard. Why? Because when you start to worship in the graveyard, and you start to offer your salawat there, becomes a place of prayer, becomes a place of worship. How easy it is to go from that to the shirk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, even when he came to his own station, the honor and the respect that Allah azza wa had afforded to him, the station that Allah azza wa has blessed him with, if the Prophet thought that people may misunderstood, misunderstand that station that Allah has given to him, the Prophet would connect it with the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As in the hadith of Abu Huraira radiallahu an. When the when Abu Huraira said, O Messenger of Allah, who is most likely to attain your intercession on the day of judgment? The Prophet said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam a Abu Huraira, I didn't think that anyone would ask me this question other than you. As'adun Nasi. بِشَفَاعَةِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ مَنْ قَالَ لَا إِلَهَا إِلَّا اللَّهِ خَالِصًا مِنْ قَلْبِهِ The one who is most likely to gain mind to on the day of judgment is the one who says, لَا ilaha إِلَّا اللَّهِ sincerely from their heart. This is how important an issue it is. The Prophet is in the hadith of Aisha رضي الله عنها. She says moments before he died on his final day in the dunya, while he's on his deathbed, He's ill, he's in fever. The Prophet ﷺ knows that his time is limited upon the face of this earth. One of the final things that he said to the people is that he told them that, the, that Allah cursed the past nations who took the graves of their prophets as masajid. To the very end, just as he started with tawheed, one of the very last things that the Prophet ﷺ spoke about is tawheed. So each and every single day, it is the, the duty of each and every single one of us as a parent for your children, as a husband for your wife and vice versa, and as Muslims for one another, that this is an issue that we should study and learn about. It's an issue that we should remember because shirk comes in manifestations and forms that unfortunately many people are just unaware of. And how dangerous it is to come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment thinking that you've done good deeds, thinking that you have multiple hasanat in your scales, but in reality in those actions, were forms and manifestations of shirk. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he protects us and our families and our community from shirk and its manifestations, its people and from the traps of shaytan. BarakAllahu liwalakum fil-Qur'ani wa sunnah wa nafa'ani wa yakum mima fihi al-ayati wa hikma wa kuulu qawlihada wa astaghfirullaha liwalakum ni jami'al muslimin min kulli thambin fa astaghfiruh innahu kana ghaffara Bismillahi walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wa ala tasliman kathira amma ba'd we you know, and it is a part and parcel of our religion to know, part of our iman, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only created us for this one reason, and that is to worship Him alone, His tawheed subhanahu wa ta'ala. And every prophet and messenger that was sent to earth, every divinely revealed book that Allah Jal sent down, was only to emphasize and establish this one core principle of the tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when you focus on this issue, and you make it something which is front and center in your mind and in your life, then inshallah ta'ala is going to be something that Allah Azza wa Jalla will help you with and he will keep you safe from shirk. But when it's something which you neglect, something which you just take for granted, something which you just think you know because your name is Abdullah or Muhammad or Fatima, whatever your name may be, because you happen to be born a Muslim, live in a Muslim society or community where there's Muslims around you, come from a Muslim family, you take it for granted, then how easy it is, is it for shirk to creep in? On Al qiyamah, we know that the Prophet sallallahu told us, and it's mentioned in many verses in the Qur'an, many hadith in the sunnah, that the distinguishing factor between the people of salvation and the people of damnation will be the issue of tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the message of this khutbah today is very simple. It's an issue that I would like each and every single one of us to revisit, to learn, to study. There's lessons and lectures all over the place, online, on site, in this masjid, elsewhere, where you can learn and study your tawheed. And to learn that and spend some time teaching your children that, to make them understand what it means to have tawheed of Allah Azza wa Jal, and what it is to make shirk with Allah and how it forms and its manifestations and its different ways and types, is time that is well spent. Time that is extremely important. Because as Allah Azza wa says in the Quran on Yawmul Qiyamah, there are only two groups of people. فريق في الجنة وفريق في السعير، a party in paradise and a party in the fire. And even those believers who go into the fire because Allah Azza wa Jal decrees that they will be punished for the sins that they committed, they only escape from the fire and only come out because Allah sees within them that morsel of tawheed of iman. That's what the hadith tell us. The people that come out of the fires because they have in their hearts a dinar of of iman or a morsel of iman, or a grain's weight, a mustard weight, an atom's weight of iman. Those are the people that come out of the fire. That is the distinguishing factor. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah azza wa jal keeps us safe us and our families from shirk and its manifestations, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects us from it, that Allah azza wa gives us life upon tawheed and death upon tawheed, and that Allah resurrects us with the people of tawheed, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the reward of the people who made tawheed with him, with sincerity and in the way that pleases him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhana rabbika rabbil